The following resources presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. Welcome to Identity Matters Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Finney and I will be your speaker today. Every believer needs to understand who they are in Christ in our new series, Identity Theft. We'll do just that. Help each believer truly know who they are in Christ. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to Part B of 140 of the Identity Matters series. Here's what the Word of God tells us. This is out of Jude 1, 10 through 13. But these men revile the things which they do not understand, and the things which they know by instinct, like unreasoning animals. By these things they are destroyed. Woe to them, for they have gone the way of Cain. Ouch. And for pay they have rushed headlong into the air of Balaam and perished in the rebellion of Korah, which actually translates out as the serping of authority. These are men who are hidden, reefs, obscure in your love feasts. When they feast with you without fear, caring for themselves, clouds without water, carried along by winds, autumn trees without fruit, doubly dead, uprooted, wild waves of the sea, casting up their own shame like foam, wandering stars for whom the black darkness has been reserved. That's being cast out into the outer darkness. It's been reserved for him. And all those who did not submit to authority and receive the indwelling life of Jesus Christ. So, usurping authority is critical. I do not know people who do not set in strong messages coming from your preachers and your teachers and disciples, and you are not warring with relaxing and letting this authority wash over you. It is instinctive. It's instinctive inside of us to resist authority. And why is that? Because it was raped from us in the garden. It was taken from us. It was stolen from us. But what people are not realizing, and I'm realizing that all the more, the more I have these discussions with people, is that in the end times, at the end of the tribulation, the seven-year tribulation, the beginning entrance is love, 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 peace, 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 love, 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 peace, 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 all about self-gospel, social gospel. You know, everything's fine. And it hits that halfway mark, and he shows his real colors. It says, you don't support me, my word, and my authority. I'm going to kill you 
followers of Jesus or not, I'm going to kill you. How many know that there was a world leader? The movement was called Nazism. And Hitler had so many faithful, loyal followers, did he not? Yeah, pretty much. To be able to take, take almost two-thirds of the world, pretty much. But in the end, he was killing and slaughtering his closest friends and commanders. Oh, I know that man was possessed by Satan or one of his strong demons. And he was literally replicating the system that's coming. So in the beginning part, it is all lovey-lovey-dovey. And in the end, it is death. So you enjoy your gay rights. You go enjoy your murdering of children. You go and enjoy your fleshly indulgences of assassinating and raping the truth of Jesus Christ needs to indwell every human or they're going to hell. Go ahead. Because in the end, it will be death and destruction. So here's Satan's version of that verse. But these children hate, condemn the things which they do not understand and the things which they, they know by nature what feels good. Like unreasoning animals. By these things, these children will be destroyed. Much like their God. For they have become the children of Cain. And for self-rewards, they have rushed headlong into the air of despising all authority figures. And die in the rebellion of usurping of authority particularly of Christ in the believer. These are children who hide the truth, Jesus, in a universal love feast when they self-indulge while with you, without fear, caring for themselves, children without living water, carried along by the doctrines of demons, lives without fruit, doubly dead, uprooted at every turn wild and destructive, acting like the identity thief for whom the darkness has been reserved forever. You have a kid like that in your home? Punches holes in walls? Do you have a teenager like that? Who drives rec recklessly and runs from police officers when the, when the lights come on? Yes, the majority of parents do have these children. I don't want you anymore to think about the fact that you have rebellious children that are being fed to the identity thief because he's hungry. I want you to look at your life as a parent. You need to ask yourself these questions. 
What is it you're doing to obscure Jesus? Hide him. And I hope you understand what I'm about to say at 602, because this is very critical. I believe Christian families hide Jesus behind truth with a little T. They are throwing so much stuff at their kids from Bible readings to Bible verses to Bible memory to proper principles, proper concepts, proper whatever, and the child continues to be more and more destructive and hateful. There's something wrong with this picture. The identity thief forms all kinds of rejection. So let's throw a few of them out here. Number one, rejecting the internal Savior. Minimally, Satan wants children to view Jesus as an external helper. Or better yet, have him as an external Savior. Can you even imagine? Just think about it. Can you imagine that there are people that view Satan as a savior. How many of the world religions, last I checked, there were 2,321 major religions in the world. And the majority of those religions are peacekeepers. They have love fests. How many of those religions would you say are going to be rejected by the living God and sent to the pit of hell? Now that's not going over very well in the world right now. Okay, second question. How many of those 2,200 and 21 religions would you say actually bring life into the world? One. Exactly. You see, it's his very life that is life. It's his very life that is truth. So now when parents are using what is true about truth... Are you with me? Staying with me on this? Truth is a person. So when the parents are using truth about truth, they're hiding truth, Jesus, behind truth. That is the number one sin of a Christian family. Devotionalizing Jesus to death. Hmm. I think what's going to end up happening is that child's going to become an adult someday and they're going to they're going to have self-life prayers and start treating Jesus like he's a slot machine. You know, if I pray about this 762 times, maybe I'll get the three little cherries in a row. Ding 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 ding. How many times do you think Satan is behind getting those prayers answered from his domain so you, that you think that Jesus answered those prayers? That's why it just drives me crazy when I hear certain 
leaders, certain Christ followers, and certain indwelt believers pray in such a way or they're in communication they say you know God was really good to me and I could have been killed in that accident we had a discussion recently with someone about that the first thing out of Jane's mouth was well how's the other person we didn't really go after it too intense, but basically the theology there is the one who got killed, something must have been wrong with them because God's grace wasn't on them. Because the person said something to the effect that it was by God's grace was all over them because they walked away from the accident. What about the dead one? Or the one in the hospital? Is God's grace not on them? That's a stupid church thing to say. That's why this challenge I'm giving you guys to write down every churchy statement you can possibly think of. You'll be able to go down that list after two, three hours and it will take at least that long to do it. You'll be able to check off the ones that are absolutely stupid. And stupid means knowing the truth but not able to deliver it. That is stupidity. And that's what Satan has done to our Christian thinking. And he starts right there. Requiring Jesus to serve them through their empty self-life prayers. Thank you, God, for your grace in saving me in this accident. Sorry about the dead people. That guy lost his leg. Sorry about that. But thank you. Do you. Can you hear the selfishness in that? If not, you might want to give the old 602 a try. That's so incredibly selfish. That person should immediately go and start praying for the person who was hurt. That God uses that pain to introduce himself to them. And that they are available to go and be a part of that if you would like that, Lord. Instead of, me, 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 I'm, I'm okay. Really? We live in a very selfish Christian world. It's time for you to get beyond yourself. Number two, rejection. Co-crucifixion. Well... Guys, isn't that really where it's at? I, Steve Finney, have been crucified with Christ, and it's really not I who lives, but Christ lives in me. Now, what I am learning about my older age is not only how frail I am, but what I am learning is that as I encounter different opportunities like the one I was just sharing with you that my mind immediately goes upon Jesus and what he is saying and the doctrines being revealed through Jesus by his father that it isn't about the fact that his grace was a little stronger for the ones that walked away 
Maybe they walked away because they're to walk to go lead the others to Christ. Now, a prayer like, thank you, God, for preserving my ability to go and share the gospel with others more now than even before the accident. Oh, no, no. We don't want to pray like that. We've got to make the whole entire universe about us. Think about the other person when you make these stupid church statements. Don't say them. Because the person you're talking to may be under immense attack of having things come at them and hurt them and destructions taking place. And when they hear you talking about you got some kind of special grace put upon you because of whatever... You are saying to them and separating yourself from them so therefore they'll never be intimate with you. It's just all messed up. It all starts at co-crucifixion. That's where the self-life gets dealt with. That's when the old man gets put to death. So, he wants the child, to reject the reality that their body, their mind, actually belongs to Jesus. And they have to go through this great exchange in order to have this become permanent. Well, he didn't want them to figure that out. He wants them to follow the desires of their body. He wants them to follow their own will. And he certainly doesn't want that child making the exchange. Soon as the exchange takes place, now stay with me on this, then we'll pick up the rest next week. But soon as the enemy is able to bring this deception into that child's life, The end result is they don't need to make any exchange because Jesus is a helper. He's the helpmate. Here's the number one problem in marriages at 602-292-2982. And I better get some text on this one. This is the number one issue in Christian marriages. 50-50. No one's serving either one. You see, she's no longer the helpmate. In fact, statistics actually prove men are submitting to women far quicker than women are submitting to men. It's gone totally the other way. Okay? If you want to argue about it, send me a text. Now I'm going to bring it into church marriages. I, Steve Finney, am married to Jesus Christ. He's my husband, and I'm not gay. He's my husband. I, Steve Finney, serve him. I, Steve Finney, yield my mind to him. I, Steve Finney, give my body to him. I, Steve Finney, have made this great exchange so that he can rightfully claim what is rightfully his. 
I exist to serve my husband. So when you look in the world today and it's opposite of that, I'm here to tell you tonight that is the direction that the church is going to go in the end times. It'll all be about love feasts. It'll all be about peace, peace, peace. You see, it's all about the neutrality of giving the human self-life desires. And then one day, a new kind of groom is going to step up. And he's going to say, I am he. You serve me with your body, your will, your mind, or else. The techniques Satan uses are the very life expressions of Jesus Christ. There's nothing new here. And there's going to be a lot of people freaking out. This is not who we thought this guy was. He is a authoritarian, abusive world leader. And they're going to be slaughtered in the street and tortured in ways that we cannot even describe. Because they were used to telling their husband what to do. And God is going to end it on both sides. I am done with these harlots. I am done. Because it's only a harlot who acts like that. The great whore. This is Jesus' terms, folks, not mine. The great whore. Who is she? She's the world religion. And she wants Christ Jesus like a dog. Come here. What happens to the great whore? She gets cut up into pieces. What do the seven kings do with her? They eat her. Because she turns in the end. It's all about peace, lovey, 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 lovey. And she turns on them. And she wants the kings. Come on. I lead this ship. And they go, really? Anyone want some uh, fried up whore? That's how graphic Jesus is about this. It's the whore who refuses to submit to her man. She uses men so that they serve her. So she can have the gold necklaces and the earrings and the bracelets and the glamour, the body, the will, the mind. They are in control. I'm telling you tonight, God will stop the whoredom of every marriage including the church. Father, we thank you for your truth. That's Jesus. That's you, Jesus. And I just cannot rejoice enough of who you are and what you have done with us, what you're doing in us, and even what the final results is 
to live eternally with you as our husband, all spiritually one because of the Holy Spirit, brand new bodies, brand new kingdoms, brand new earth, brand new heaven. Everything's going to be brand new. But Father, all of us war and struggle with letting go of our own mind, acting like whores, to be honest with you. And the enemy is twisting the minds of our children and putting these, these self-life doctrines in there in such a way that they will grow up to be like whores who use people for their own benefit. I stand as well, Lord, knowing that there is stuff in my flesh that is filled with whoredom. It is not who I am. It is not who we are. May we receive the inner truth of Jesus Christ to renew our minds, to look at you, submit to you, honor you as our husband. That's what I'm praying for all of our listeners. So praying in the name of Jesus covers it a hundred percent. And it is only in his name that we do pray. Amen. You've been listening to Identity Matters Podcast. We appreciate having you join us today. Feel free to log on to our website at www.iomamerica.org. We have lots of resources available for you on the believer's identity in Christ. Again, thank you for joining us.